Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The reprise. Okay. Welcome to Playboys episode 14, I believe. Got myself and Alex. And we should have done this for episode 12. It's uh, Twelfth Night by one uh, William yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah, if only we were thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, if we'd, if we'd only thought ahead. But um, no, this is an interesting one. So it's a middle period comedy that I really thought I was going to love. And then I really didn't like at all. Yeah, so I want to, like, before we get into it, like, what happened and all that, go over, like, first impressions. So what didn't you like about it? Mm. So my least favorite part of most of the plays we've looked at are those little irrelevant scenes with the clowns. This play is just that scene for five acts. I think that's what I didn't like. Like, the clown is actually a main character for a lot of the play, but also Toby Belch and Andrew Ogcheek are essentially just clowns as well. So I'm just getting like long scenes of like three clowns clowning. And I'm like, this is the bit I don't like. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't call them clowns because they're not as good with like the puns and the play on words as uh, Festy is. But yeah, Festy is certainly a main character. And I guess if you don't care for the clowns general persona, you're not going to maybe like this so much, which is a little fair. But uh, I actually really like it because it's a, very different type of clown than we've seen before because Toby Bell, Jan- Andrew Aguecheek, and um, or Aguface, as he's joked about, yes. like Infesti, like they do bring comedy to it. And I do think that they are main characters and do tie into the main story quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they do. And I, I get that that makes them different from the type of clowns we've seen before who really haven't done anything. Like they have been irrelevant. Maybe it's just, I always find those scenes. They're not really funny. I, I don't know. But I will be honest, you know, to the play's credit, I prefer the second half. Sort of halfway through Act 3, it picks up. And then I did enjoy Acts 4 and 5. Um, okay. So, And I thought you'd enjoy Act 1 quite a bit. Like, especially the way it starts out. Like, I feel like Act 1, Scene 1 is just you. Yeah, I mean, Act right. 1, Scene 1, with, we open with the Duke, right? Yeah, I suppose... I suppose it <laughs> is. Music be the food of love, play on. Like, I feel like this is the type of poetry that... <laughs> you live by and i do think that this is shakespeare's best poetry mm. um or some of i mean romeo and juliet's really close i should say that i have no problems with the language and obviously that opening line as you say is is fantastic um yeah and it's from the joke and i like the joke generally but i think it's just as we go through acts one and two i just felt a bit you know, there's just long scenes of Maria and Toby and Andrew and the clown. I'm just like, nothing's happening here, you know. Just joking around. Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why Fabian's a character. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> no right. Same thing, whoever the heck Curio is, I, 
I didn't even write down who they're related to. And I just remember, oh, Curio's in the play. All right, that's enough of yeah, that. Yeah, right. There's, there's some that... So let's let's talk about the characters um, and we'll we'll work out which ones we care about. So I think Olivia is probably the most important character for me. Does that seem fair? Yeah. 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 Olivia, Viola are the two main characters. Yes. So Olivia is a rich countess and we have the Duke of Illyria, Orsino, who wants to um, to court her. We have Viola and her brother Sebastian. Um, they don't meet till the end of the play, so they're they're kind of doing separate characters. Um, and then we just have like a few others that are, you know, servants to Olivia. Um, so Malvolio is for the most important. He's her steward. But then as you say, Fabian, who's not that important. Fest, who's best days, the, the Klein, and her uncle, Tony Belch, and his friend, Andrew uh, Aguicheeks. They're just kind of all faffing about, really. And yeah. Maria is her female say, attendant. So you have Sebastian, Orsino, Viola, and Olivia as the main four who are important for the main plot. But Andrew, Toby, Malvolio, and Maria are, they're the ones I feel like that keep it afloat. Yeah, that's, that's like fair. You, you need them. Malvolio, he's just a fun grump to annoy. You have Toby Belch, who's just a drunk, and he likes playing pranks on people. Andrew's an idiot, which is really interesting because <laughs> I, I actually acted in this play, and I was Sir Andrew. Ah, right. <laughs> yes. I would be curious to see that. <laughs> I can probably send you a picture later if you want to put that yes. uh, on Let's on do that. <laughs> um, and we can round it off with, as you say, Curio, who is Curio, right? So Curio and Valentine, attendance of the Duke. Irrelevant. Um, I forgot Valentine was a character. Yeah, exactly. And then Antonio, he's a sea captain who's a friend of Sebastian's, but he's not really that important either. Yeah, he's he saved Sebastian at sea. So the main part of the story that happened before the play even begins is yeah. uh, Viola and Sebastian were out at sea. A storm seemed to have hit, and both of them got separated, and both think the other is dead. Sebastian was saved by Antonio, and Viola was saved by the captain. Yeah. So... Look, it does have some themes of romance and saving people and love and all this. And I, there's some themes that I do like. And as we said, the language is, is perfect. That opening line, if music at the foot of love, play on. Like I, I do enjoy some aspects of it. Um, but look, let's let's get started because it's a pretty short play. And you know, some of the scenes can be summed up in a sentence. Like there's not, I don't, I don't think this, is, this isn't going to be a 90 minute Othello episode. Like there's not yeah. that much going on really in some of these acts. <laughs> so oh, we yeah. I think we have like three lines written for most of these. Yeah, right. So we open with Act One, Scene One. The Duke gives his little opening monologue about about love and music, as we talked about. Um, he's there with his attendants, Curio and Valentine, and really, I suppose the purpose of this is a short, it's only forty lines. The Duke um, loves Olivia, and then you know Valentine comes back in and says, you know that well, as far as we know, she's not interested in you. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the opening. Yeah. <laughs> or the opening scene, I should say. But he is very persistent. He will send messenger, well, a messenger especially, uh, yeah. throughout the entire play. We'll get to kind of the ending uh, later on. But yeah, um, he's very, very into her. But she's not interested in him for maybe she just doesn't love him. I don't know. She, she never but gives a reason, but she shouldn't have father to. Right? Died. Her father died. And then shortly after, her brother died or vice versa. Yeah. So she says she's going to be in mourning for seven years and she's not going to think about marrying whatsoever. 
And I think that that's that's fair, and that is absolutely not respected by by, by the Duke for for one. Oh, second. absolutely. Because <laughs> so, women are property. Well, that yeah. We move to act <laughs> to that that yes was coming from Shakespeare, and especially from the Duke. That yes was not coming from uh, me. That yes does not represent the views of the Playboys or Books Boys. <laughs> no, no. This is Shakespeare. This is four hundred years ago. It's normal. Yeah. So we move to scene. Couple. Yeah. We just seen two where we meet um, Viola for the first time, and she's there with a ca- an unnamed ship's captain who's listed on the on the Germanus persona. I forgot to mention him, but he's just listed as captain friend of Viola. Yeah. We don't see him really again after this. So he's irrelevant. Um, so that's this is essentially where we where we meet her, and they talk about that the Duke in the town is Orsinot, and um, she remembers him from from when she was younger. So she's heading back to Illyria, and. I mean that's that's basically it. She's she's on her way back in the ship. That's all that really happens in scene two. Well, also she says, uh, I need to do something, so I'm gonna work for this Orsino guy, and uh she's gonna dress as a eunuch to basically earn some money. Yeah, so I I, I thought that she dressed essentially, yeah. She she does the old Shakespearean cross-dressing thing and i didn't really know why so it's just to earn money i guess to work for us yeah i think maybe because it could be a little bit dangerous for a woman to do it um it's easier for maybe a guy to work i don't know i suppose that makes working sense, at the yeah. time i kind of didn't understand you know this happens in a lot of these plays people say you know what we're gonna go solve something but first let's cross-dress yeah and this time she persists the whole play just like i'm just gonna be a guy the entire play like but yeah, she could have just been like Maria, right? <laughs> yeah, this isn't a reason for it. But anyway, we move to scene three. We're in Olivia's house and we have the whole cast of... Can't, we're not allowed to swear on this show. People I don't like. Um, so we, we have Sir Toby, we have Maria. Then we have Sir Andrew. I don't think the clown comes in just yet, but... No. I don't... These scenes with these characters, to me, are, are a waste of my time. I mean, what, what have you written for scene three? Like, what, what, what have you got, Don? <laughs> so, basically introducing who the people are. Uh, Toby's a drunk, and it's showing, like, how much he kind of annoys Olivia. He's just kind of a leech at this point. Um, it's setting up the yeah. story, so they're bringing in Sir Andrew. He wants to court Olivia, um, but Sir Toby likes him just because he's rich and he keeps getting money from him that he's saying probably that he's giving to Olivia, but he's just using it on booze himself. Yeah, look, just they're, they're just two drunken revelers, right? They're just two old drunk guys that drink all the time. And, and Maria puts that to them plainly, like that's just what you're just two drunk guys that hang out, you know? Yeah. And so Andrew thinks that uh, Sir Toby's putting in good words for him and maybe Olivia does like him, but he's too much of an idiot to really figure it out. Uh, yeah. Toby just persuades him to stay. He's like, oh, I and like honestly, your money. Maybe, maybe Toby is putting in good words for him. I don't think it matters because like, mm-hmm. if she's turning down the duke, she's not going to go with this like old drunk guy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andrew isn't as much of a drunk as Sir Toby. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, he will party with Sir Toby, but... Um, yeah, he's just a stupid rich guy for the most part. And and I, I think it's fair to refer to Sir Toby as, as a leech because like yeah. the problem with Olivia is her, her father's gone, her brother's gone, she's there, and she's you know, her only relative, I suppose, kind of 
theoretically her male kind of guardian or, or protector, the only male relative that she seems to have is just this drunken party guy, Sir Toby, that she's asking, like, you can leave. Like, we don't need you here. Like, we just, we just, <laughs> you can go, please. <laughs> yeah. But I think always, like, the Toby-Andrew stuff, It for me, they have a lot of good humor between them. Like, uh, you always have Sir Andrew making mistakes of what he's understanding. Sir Toby's, like, joking around with him. I usually think, like, Toby has a bit of charisma that you do want to see his scenes, but maybe that's just because I did it like 12 times. Uh, yeah, you've got some affection for it, I suppose, that I don't yeah. have. And just from reading it, I just, the comedy doesn't work for me. I, I don't know, but they, they I've do... done a few things that I think are funny later on. Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's have those as they come then. Um, I do like when they say she'll none of you like I just love that it's like we don't even need to put the verb in I will just have none of you generally like you know yeah oh yeah <laughs> so I think there's then only one scene four. one more scene oh, no, there's two more scenes so yeah scene four yeah. Um, Valentin's back I actually forgot that he ever came back after the first scene but we're back in the Duke's palace Valentin and Nivea was already already cross-dressing and she comes in and she's going to work for the Duke and she's called Cesario that's her her name when she's uh, for the rest of the play really she presents herself as Cesario until the very very end yeah um, and I suppose really this is where she meets the Duke and we find out that the only thing the Duke cares about is still Olivia and having previously sent Valentine we figure out that what he's really going to be doing soon is sending Viola yep so sends Cesario to give message of love and uh, the reason he chooses Cesario is because he says you know Cesario's kind of womanish uh, or womanlike. So maybe she can get in. She's a good talker. Um, she might be able to actually deliver the letter in person this time. Yeah, because but, be- before I think Olivia wasn't even necessarily going out to meet them personally, right? She would just oh, like, no, wouldn't even let them in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, or maybe the first time, but she just closed it off. But the issue with this is. We learn that Viola slash Cesario loves the Duke. Yes, so Cesario loves the, the Duke. And it's difficult for me to know what to say about this because obviously he's not interested in her at this point because as far as he knows, she's a man. So I guess it's supposed to be some kind of comedy in that. He's interested in Olivia still and he's, he's not changing his mind on that at all. That's this probably why this picture. Ah. my book has pictures by the way Ah. i don't know if dean wants to show this but the pictures are nice put it up again and i'll take a screen grab to save me having to edit it from the video i can also there we go oh yeah just send me a picture that'd be much better quality probably (laughs) (laughs) i'm not editing that out so um act five is where we we wrap up scene one scene five (laughs) <laughs> scene five is where we wrap up scene uh, act one is I, I got those thrown around yeah so we start with maria and the clown um and then olivia but the most important thing i think about this scene is that we meet malvolio and i think that he is an important character and he's a character i kind of empathize with a bit at, at times that's <laughs> oh, really? really yeah i mean they're tricking him a lot you know they so... do <laughs> so i do so, like like you have olivia enter and we don't know where the fool's been, Festy, this entire time. And so she says, take the fool away. Fool says, do you not hear, fellows? Take away the lady. Yes. And they just have a really great banter, I feel. So um, then 
they talk about uh, like Olivia's brother and the fool says all the more a fool to mourn a brother whose soul is in heaven. And that bit was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the really smart banter here. And Olivia actually kind of feels a little bit better. I mean, yeah, that that was so let me let me go back a step on that because she's mourning and she's why is he in hell that you're mourning him? No, he's in heaven. So well, why are you mourning him then? Like, that should be a good thing. It's like, hold on a second. (laughs) Good writing. Yeah. So that I I did like that. For some reason doesn't like him and wants him to go. (laughs) Yes. We should say though, and I don't know if it comes up here or later, but Malvolio, the others in the the gang don't really seem to take to Malvolio. I think it maybe comes up a little bit later, but that comes up later in the drinking scene when he berates them for being loud and drunk. Yes, well, I think we're getting at that pretty soon, actually. But so at this point, yeah, we meet Malvolio for the first time. I like him. For me, he's a kind of main character. I don't know. Yeah, um... he's certainly important. He's a key character. He gets the short end of the stick all the time. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I think then, the other thing I like about this play is that there's no, like, life or death. Maybe similar to, like, Midsummer, Like, there's no one who is going to die in this. There's not no. really a lot at stake. I mean, the Duke gets a little angry later on and says maybe. But, yeah. Even Toby, <laughs> when he's playing these pranks and, like, picking fights with people, he says, like, it's, it, no blood will be drawn. It's just going to be for me to laugh. Yeah, I suppose someone getting arrested later is like the most extreme thing that actually happens. And that seems to be cleared up relatively <laughs> wasn't quickly. even arrested. He was just kind of like taken away at Olivia's behest. Yeah, you know, so there's there are, there are very low stakes. And the, and the, it's not a vengeful joke either. Like we see some jokes that might be a bit worse. This guy seems quite happy-go-lucky, you know, so yeah, that that helps. But we, we close the act really with... Olivia and Viola then um, talking. Yep. Obviously, she's come as a man to plead for the case of Orsino the Duke. Kind of seems like Viola's actually sorry. Olivia's more taken with Viola than than yeah. the Duke or anyone else in the play because Viola uh, she uses like she uses her brain basically to get in. She speaks incredibly intelligently, and I think that everyone's like well what do we say to that um so olivia really likes that uh mostly i think she likes that uh, viola is a really good looking boy um yeah the, the best the best looking men are women in disguise apparently <laughs> <laughs> you can agree with that i you? can actually agree with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then right at the end after she leaves we get a little trick i was this confused me for a moment because I, I wondered did she really leave a ring behind but no so Olivia says to Malvolio, go and go and fetch him because he left his ring behind. And that seems to be an excuse to like get him to come back or to meet another time or whatever. Yeah. And you can kind of like, we can kind of skip scene one of act two and come back to it. But yeah, uh, act two, scene two, Malvolio then confronts Viola about the ring. Malvolio is pretty angry about it. Like, how could you do this? Like, she's in mourning. Like, don't ever come back. You're an yeah. idiot. Um, Viola is then confused. Like, I didn't give a ring. Oh crap! Does that mean Olivia loves me? Yeah. So I do. I do like how quickly she makes the jump there. Like she's sending me a ring. She must be in love with me. That's the only possible solution. Like there's no other confusion <laughs> happening. That's it. She goes straight to it. I, I like the confidence. Yeah. yeah. And I, another thing similar to you. Uh, <laughs> 
This person yes. must love me. <laughs> well, why not? So, yeah, going back a bit. To we'll we'll go back one. to scene one. Yeah, these, these would have been better in the in in the reverse order actually, because scene two I agree. continues from the last act. Scene one, pretty short. What is it? Thirty odd lines. It's just Antonio and yeah. Sebastian on the ship. Um, this is as you know, we, we we meet Sebastian, who is the brother of Viola. And we will later find out that in her disguise, she looks identical to him, apparently, but they've not yep. met in a while. And the friend um, Antonio is there, and they're on their way to Count Orsino's court, and that's that's what we find out, really, in that scene. Yeah. I don't know if it's here or later, but Antonio is taking a really big risk. Like, he's really taken with uh, Sebastian as well. Like, he saved Sebastian's life, but then... He has enemies he's enemies going towards court, he does, he does where here, he's yeah. not accepted because he went to war or had like some battles with Orsino. So yeah, so he does he does mention right at the end of the scene he has enemies at the court. So that's yeah, he shouldn't okay. really be going. Well, but he's such good friends. This might have been the arrest you were talking about. What sorry? Was this the arrest you were talking about? Sorry, I'm speaking. Uh, no, no, no. I think we get to that later. But um, just when they when 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 Olivia kicks them out. But let's move to scene three. And this is, I think this is where I, like, I almost give up at this point. Like, this is just a long scene. It's Sir Toby, Sir Andrew, Festa, the Klein, Maria, Malvolio, just all the hangers-on and servants of Olivia just spend 200 lines doing nonsense. Like, I don't don't know. Do you have anything positive to say about this scene? Singing, it's... It's kind of like a break, maybe. You can maybe see it as like an intermission from okay, the main sure. part. Um, I like it because, again, there are some funny points. I wrote down, so the fool asks, would you like a love song or a song of good life? And then Toby says, a love song, a love song. So Andrew says, I, I, I care not for good life. Yes. <laughs> it's like, these are the types of things that I really enjoy about the play. It's these small, like, funny moments um then you do have Malvolio enter angry and so this does get the plot going a little bit there's one joke here when Malvolio (laughs) enters there's one joke I did like he kind of says have you guys got no respect for persons places nor time and and then the fool says no we were keeping good time with our songs like we have (laughs) (laughs) I like that so I I think that there are some real funny moments um but this once Malvolio enters, it finally does get things moving plot-wise. There isn't really any plot for the first half. Yeah, I think that's why I prefer the second half when the plot kicks in. And the first half, yeah. we just have some people, people so, in, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you have uh, Malvolio threatening to kick them out, and uh, they know that Olivia is going to be angry because they're partying and she's in mourning. Plus, it's really late, so he leaves after they just make fun of him. Uh, and they decide to play a prank. Yeah, so this is where we realize that after he tells them off, to be fair, that they don't like him. So I assume as the steward, he was kind of going to be respected by them, but no, they do not like him. <laughs> no, but Malvolio thinks that everyone loves him. So I empathize with Malvolio. <laughs> <laughs> you have said. <laughs> yeah, anything else that happens in this one? I think we've that's more or less the summary, no, isn't it? Toby just says, Andrew, you need to get more money so I can use it, but I'll give it to Olivia, wink, wink. Yeah, I'll uh, help you out with that, yeah. Okay. So, 
we're getting soon to the part that you like, but um, scene four first, we go back to the Duke, and he's there again with, with Curio, not doing a lot, but he wants to know who sang yesterday, and Curio says, well, that person's not here right now. That's, forget about Curio, he doesn't do much else. Um, the person who sang yesterday, who they want, is the clown, uh, Fester, right? Yep. So he's there, they bring him in, Viola's there again, and I guess she... He does a jig or something, and... Yeah, they, more more of the same, he likes to do his little songs, and they... they yeah. the Duke I'll enjoys it. For, I'll pay you for the pains. No, they sir, pay him a pleasure. lot. Almost everyone tips him, like a sovereign or a coin or whatever it is, you know. Like five or six times throughout the play, when someone's talking to him, they just kind of give him a coin, like, there you go. Like, he's, he's doing quite well for himself. As, he as a really client. is. <laughs> He's a good singer. Uh, yeah. It seems I like, like that he does play a bigger part. It's not just like a servant. Um, I don't know. If you really do hate clowns, just read King Lear. He is a servant, but he dies. So Okay. Well, that's... I think it's the only clown to die. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Most of them do nothing. So although I don't like them, they don't offend me. You know, that's that's why. Yeah. Fair enough. So this what one happens... definitely does. Yeah, this one does a fair amount. Um, what happens next? The Duke enjoys the song, talks with Viola. She explains that her, her quest was not successful. Olivia is not, um, not going to back down. And the, the Duke's not really accepting of that. And that's more or less like, that's more or less like two, scene four. Yeah. Uh, Viola says who she loves. And Orsino's like, you can't love that person why would you want someone older than you or why would you want something someone who looks like me that's that's right a little bit of a little bit of foreshadowing or something maybe yeah yeah and then i don't know what happened here so orsino gives viola a jewel to give to olivia we never hear of this jewel again yeah i don't remember hearing of that jewel again to be fair I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe Viola's pocketed the jewel. I'm not sure. No idea. So well, now we, we close act two with scene five. It's uh, This is the one you sent me in video. Do you want to talk about this? This is your favorite scene, right? This is my favorite scene from the play. Yeah, because I think it's the funniest scene. I think there's the most like you can do with gags. And yeah, so they basically put a letter out. Maria's handwriting looks like Olivia's and Malvolio thinks that the letter is from Olivia and it's kind of a love letter, but it's also a bit of a riddle. Uh, it's not just that the handwriting looks alike as well, though. It's intentional, isn't it? Like they want it to look alike. They want to trick Malvolio. Yeah. Yeah. Like her C's, her U's, her T's, and they look like her very P's. Uh, there are some um, innuendos in there for sure. Yes. And yeah, then you also have like Toby and Andrew and Maria just, or Fabian, uh, just talking in the background, making fun of them. Uh, That's right. I'd already forgotten Fabian existed. He's another hanger on. Again, yeah. <laughs> I, I will 100% agree there. Um, if your cast is Fabian, ask for a bigger part. <laughs> yeah. But to be, to be fair, Although I didn't love this scene, I think this scene is sort of where things turned around a little bit for me. Once the plot was actually advancing, things were happening with Malvolio, I, I started to, things were going in an upward tra- trajectory. And I did like it more after reading it. When I watched it kind of out of context, I was like, what's going on? But now that I've read it and then seen it, I, I do kind of like it, you know? I am glad to hear that. I am glad to hear that. 
Yeah. And so the main part of this is, so Malvolio now thinks that Olivia loves him because the letters M, O, A, and I are in the letter and they're also in his name and he just fills the gap somehow. He can't fathom that they're out of order, but he's like, I'll, I'll get over it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few more windows about uh, responsibility being thrust. Um, and ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare loves those. And so Malvolio then is told in the letter, like, uh, you need to be wearing yellow stockings, cross-gartered, and smile a lot. This and is the bit I, I remember from Upstart Crew, that they make him wear the yellow stockings cross garnered. Yeah, it's the one thing I remembered from this play. <laughs> okay. And the reason they did that is because Olivia hates yellow. Uh, she hates the cross garnered style, and she is in mourning. So if you smile a lot, uh, she will think you're crazy. And, and he yeah, comes and in with a obviously giant smile, smile later on. Yeah, and she that you know it goes as she might expect. She's not loving that. So, <laughs> oh yes, and is that that's uh, it? That's that's, that's actually two. two, but actually scene one. Yeah. yeah, so we we skipped, we foreshadowed, or we skipped ahead a little bit. So that's we finished act two with the scene with the letters, the MOAI. We move now to act three, uh, scene one. More more clowning. It's it's um, Viola talking to the clown, and he says that he lives by the church, therefore he's a churchman and all this kind of stuff. This, this is nothing for me. I don't know. To me, it's a one of those just fun banter's. I enjoy things like that, but that's yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. So I do understand your gripe. Um, yeah, I think that's what I don't like. Is the first hundred lines of this scene could just be deleted. Like it's. It's killing time. Yeah. I think it's just Shakespeare making some jokes. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, I suppose. So Toby and Andrew come in as well, and they're doing their usual antics, but they're talking to um, Olivia and Viola. Again, Viola introduces herself as Cesario, um, and she's your servant because I'm the Duke's your servant, and your servant's servant's your servant, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> So which which is fine. Like that is how the rules of logic would work, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong about it. Not necessarily necessary. No. Uh, Olivia but... and I says to Viola, "Don't come back to talk about the Duke. Like, do not come back here to, to press his suit again. But you can come back yourself if you would like to tell me that he's no longer interested. And then I guess we just have a wee chat over some tea, you know." <laughs> yeah. And Viola's like, maybe I just shouldn't go back at all. I don't think she ever says anything like that, but. Yeah, I'm surprised because, well, I suppose, yeah, Viola's really a girl and in a world where there's not going to be any gay characters, she's not actually interested. So she just continues pressing the Duke's suit, you know? She's like, but what about the poor Duke? He loves you. Yeah, yeah. And Viola is staunchly against it, like uh, saying, uh, if only you knew that uh, I'm a woman, then you would stop. But uh, is this the last time that Viola really visits? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm, she does appear later in Act 3, Scene 4, I think. Yes, but I... Okay, yeah, yeah. She's and... with the others, but I don't think she's with Olivia. She's with the, the... Oh, no, she is. She is, briefly. She is. Yeah, she gets a locket from Olivia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, but we're... then, yeah, Act 3, Scene 2, Malvolio enters. He's acting crazy. 
and Olivia is having none of it. So she basically just says, take him away. Toby, do something about him. That's, yeah, that's like three scene four, I think. Is that? Um, okay. Yeah, but nothing, nothing happened. Like, we haven't really skipped anything. Act three, scene two, it's just Toby and Andrew and Fabian talking again. Nothing really happens. Um, and they, uh, they just mention, Maria then comes in and Sorry. says, yeah, we've done the cross guard and we've done whatever else. Then act three, scene three, again, very brief. It's Antonio and Sebastian on the ship again. And similar to the no, last. No, no, they're in town. Oh, sorry, yeah. So the guys from the ship have not arrived in time. That's that's what that scene is telling us. Um, yeah. And that's it, really. Nothing else kind of happens. Well, they separate, which is point. crucial. Hmm? They separate, which is crucial. And he's just come and yes. meet me later. And the other really important point is that Antonio gives Sebastian his purse. like Because he might need it to find a room or something at yeah. the end. But so Antonio's that's... a bit paranoid because he was fighting Orsino, so he's got to kind of hide. Yeah. Now we move on to scene four, and that's the scene where Mavolio does all the, the things, and he's acting crazy, and he's doing his smiling and everything like that, and Olivia's getting... Now, Olivia doesn't get annoyed. She doesn't, like, send him away or anything, but she kind of... I think she's a little bit worried about his health. She's just kind of like, someone <laughs> look after this guy, maybe put him to bed. You know, she's not... I think she's more confused yeah. than angry, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do say, I forget who it was, but they say he's acting possessed and like, maybe he needs some help, uh, from the church or something. Yeah. But he's just like, yeah, uh, I'm not really comfortable with all this smiling. Yeah. And I suppose that's, you know, she's, I wouldn't tell someone off for smiling, but she is double mourning. So, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But also <laughs> he, he's making it obvious to her too. Like at least in the versions I've seen, he comes in with a giant smile. Right, right, right. Like he mm-hmm. also thinks that she's written him some kind of love note and, and fancies him. So he's acting up to that and she's really confused. Like what's this guy doing? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the others then don't help. Like who, the guys who've put him up to this don't help him here at all. They're kind of like, what's he doing? He's mad. Yeah, yeah. And so Toby kind of takes him away. But then uh, in the same scene, uh, Toby then has Andrew write a letter. This is, I didn't quite understand this. And the guys <laughs> take some umbrage with Viola, Andrew and Toby do. And yeah. I'm not really sure why. So they see uh, Viola getting special treatment from Olivia. So they also see like Olivia basically in love with Viola. Andrew's there. He's jealous. He's jealous, kind of. Yeah. And Toby just kind of wants to watch the world burn, I guess. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Andrew wrote a dual letter, but it's pretty crappy. So Toby just decides to be a middleman and kind of go back and forth between Viola and Andrew saying... So yeah, this guy, Andrew, he wants to duel you. He is crazy good with the sword. <laughs> Goes back to Andrew and says, yeah, Viola really wants to duel you. Also really good with the sword. And neither of them actually want to do the duel. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's Toby just creating chaos, which I really... Uh, yeah, why not? Like. Why not? <laughs> it, it leads to a bit of a comedic scene where they do uh, like touch tips of their swords. And yeah, both of them are kind of freaked out. So yeah, uh, at least in the version I did. Um, so I had my sword out, barely touched Olivia's sword, and she just dropped the sword and ran away. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
then you have Antonio come in and beat the crap out of me. Uh, or not, yeah, so that, not okay, that's, me, that's an interesting way to do it. No, that's later on. Sorry, I'm thinking of Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> okay, because what yeah. happens here, yeah, they, they do draw swords, but then Antonio comes in, and then, you know, Toby draws as well, and now we've got four people with the sword drawn. Um, yeah. I suppose at this point, Antonio, we should stress, he sees Viola dressed as a man and assumes that it's his friend Sebastian because they yeah. look alike. Yeah, what did this guy Sebastian do? And then uh, Antonio is immediately arrested. Yeah, this this, and... this is the arresting bit. The officers, two officers come in and arrest him. And even as they're taking him away, and I just imagine them dragging him away and him like kind of reach back to be like, oh, but I have some more things to say. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, and, well, why uh, is my friends betraying me here? Like, why isn't Viola helping? And and he says, give me back the money. And she actually says, I'll lend you some money. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah. she's, but he's like, but, but, but what about all the money that I gave you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the reason he asked for the money is for his bail or his bond. Yeah. Now, this is where I started to like it because this is, this is comedy of errors territory, um, which, which is yeah. my favorite. So <laughs> you're one of the few people who would say that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> But I, I love that. So this, for me, that's why I started to really love the, the end of this scene. And then mm. I think it, it sustained me. Then the, the, the last two acts are pretty short and it, just, it sustained me through them, you know. And it, I feel like this play does well in that you're not, you're like, why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? Like, it's so obvious that this error can be so quickly mended. Yeah. But you do have Antonio say Sebastian in this scene. So Viola's like, wait, does that mean my brother's alive? And then she leaves and looks for him. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because this is something I say all the time. Like when we get these confusions, even in the tragedies, like if they would just have a conversation, you know, they would say something, this would be solved. So yeah, they, they do, I guess, here actually. Yeah, it makes me so happy. So then we get into act four. At four, yeah, scene one opens with Sebastian and the clown talking. In comes Sir Andrew. He sees Sebastian and thinks it's Viola that they've just, um, you know, had their duels with and everything like that. So he starts hitting him and Sebastian beats up Sir Andrew. So this yeah. is the bit where you got me. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew, of course, of course uh, he's thinking like, oh, this is going to be so easy. It was so easy last time. Beats him over the head. And then Sebastian's like, who the hell is this guy? Beats the crap out of him and thinks that everyone around him is insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with, with just cause. Olivia come. Huh? With just cause. He's like, what's going on around me? Like, Yeah. Then Olivia shows up and she's like, hey, why don't you come with me? Uh, and he's like, yeah, there's this beautiful woman. I have no idea who she is, but let's not let this dream stop. Or some quote along those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, he's living the dream. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's just going along with it at that point. And we move to scene two, which is short You hate this scene, I bet. Uh, yeah, so straight away, I see Enter Maria and Klein, and I remember that I don't love this, uh, <laughs> this scene. Honestly, this scene is probably my least favorite. Yeah, I mean, and now the Klein is Sir Topas for some reason, yeah. and there's just more <laughs> nonsense, and and he doesn't he's achieve just, anything as like a monk or some priest. Yeah, he's just as a priest and makes Malvolio think that he's even crazier than he already is saying, oh no, it's actually really light out when he can't see a single yeah. thing. 
at least this advances the plot for Malvolio, so I'll try to be positive about it. But yeah, yeah it's not my favorite scene <laughs> by any means. But then Maria and Toby, they talk and they're like, yeah, we're getting kind of tired of this. We've had a, we've had our laugh. Fest, why don't you just go in there as yourself and tell them like, yeah, we'll help get your get you sorted, like get you some paper and some ink. Yeah, so I, I kind of like that they're not planning on taking it too far really you know they're like we did our prank um well that was fun let's move on you know yeah and it's like olivia's gonna get really angry with us if she figures this out as well so eh, maybe we should finish it up yeah and then act four is almost over already like i said the last two acts are very short and scene three is only about 30 lines and that's the end of the act and sebastian's wandering around like wow this woman really loves me she's beautiful I'll love her back, I guess. And a priest yes. comes and marries See, them. When it's given to you on a plate, you know, you don't say no. And that's that's scene three. Yeah. So this missed me the first time because it is such a brief scene. I just kind of skimmed over it and I, I didn't realize they were married. And then she mentions later husband. And I'm like, hold on, I need to go back. What, what's happened here? <laughs> and it was that scene. Yeah. yeah they yeah. got married in like two lines. That's That's it. <laughs> yep. I, I do feel a little bit bad because, like, I feel these relationships didn't have much time to grow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I was going to say I would trim Acts 1 and 2 and put more into Acts 4 and 5, but it's quite a short play. You could add to Acts 4 and 5 without trimming anything, really. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also, like, super easy to digest, and that's why people really love it. Maybe, yeah. Um, Act five is only one scene, I think, isn't it? It's a four hundred line scene, and then then we're done. Yeah, there's there's one scene remaining of the play. So, spoiler alert for those who just want to. PJ, if PJ's listening, turn off the play. Yeah. (laughs) So we enter with um, your favorite character, Fabian. uh, (laughs) Speaks Mm. first from the land of irrelevancy. Um, He's there with the Klein, and then the Duke and Viola come in. The scene kind of starts slow. I mean, I, honestly, as an overall comment of the scene, I don't think it does a great job of wrapping things up. Like, I think more was needed, maybe, but... I think that's... watching it, uh, there's more time in between each line. You can probably add a little bit more stage direction to it. But yeah, it is It is done... How many lines are even in this? It's 400. Okay, okay, 400 lines. That's like half of comedy of errors so (laughs) yeah but you know 400 lines the first hundred almost not much happens i mean certainly the first 50 is a complete waste of time the duke's talking to the client he gives him some money and the client gives him a word pun and makes him give him more money and then he (laughs) says well can i have even more and he's like if you bring me the woman i like we'll see (laughs) you see i didn't even write that down (laughs) like yeah so yeah, like it's it you know it's is irrelevant, um, but now we finally get um, so if we, Antonio comes in with, with with the officers again, and Viola says, "Here comes the man that rescued me," and we have a big chat about that, and he did me a kindness and things like that. Um, the first officer kind of says, "Or you know, this is that Antonio that took the Phoenix and fought um, from Candy." So he introduces him and, and the things that he did. That's grand. Antonio talks to Duke, um, refreshes noble sir, and um, says, "I shake off these names you give me." So he's not kind of coming in 
high-handed or anything because remember he's already not liked you know he comes in quite humble um to the duke and the duke starts asking well when did he get here and and this kind of thing doesn't really go anywhere though does it um not really it's just like showing that there's confusion yeah it doesn't get wrapped up we don't find out do they accept antonio what happens well it's kind of cut off because you have olivia entering and uh olivia's like oh there's my husband oh then orsito's says husband um so he gets really angry with viola saying what are you doing or cesario what are you doing going behind my back yeah i've sent you to woo her for me and you just woo her for yourself but viola's like what is going on (laughs) i'm not even Uh, really a man married (laughs) what are you talking about so that's funny, and I like that. I, I think I like when we get the, the comedy here. And again, you're thinking she should kind of unmask now, but she's still slow. To, they're always slow to, to uncross dress in, in these plays. But it also, it doesn't feel like it drags on like it did with Measure for Measure, at least. Yeah, that's that's fair. Measure for Measure, yeah. it really felt like it was getting crazy. But interestingly, I think the only thing they really didn't need was like the priest coming in and saying, "Yes, I did marry these two. Mm, yeah. But, you know, to be fair, this is the first time that the Duke and Olivia actually appear together. And I suppose that's a payoff in itself, right? That's yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So the Duke says, basically, all right, Viola, Olivia, you're banished. Uh, I can't have you. I mean, I can't have you being here. I'm not going to kill you, but I am going to banish you. Yeah. And for some reason, Andrew just kind of enters, says, I got in a fight. I'm hurt. And then leaves. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was looking at that. It's like, Enter Andrew, but then nothing. What? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so ignore that I just said that. So then you have Sebastian finally enter, and he uh, says to Olivia, yeah, I'm really sorry for this fight that happened, and sees Antonio right there. Like, oh, Antonio, you're fine. I'm so happy to see you. Like, what what happened? Yeah, and Antonio is kind of like, what's going on? And then there's, there's, two, of wait, there's two of you, because Viola's is- so, you know, stroke Cesario is still here and this is where I think I wanted like a bigger reveal or a big oh my god the siblings were both alive this is amazing I don't really I didn't see a big dramatic moment here I see it starting small and getting bigger because it starts small like wait you look like me who's your father yeah they ask a few weak like, questions to figure it out yeah, I have a brother named Sebastian. It's like, you're my sister. Then they hug. Yeah, I thought. I suppose I thought it would be a bit bigger, but yeah, look, it's 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 fine as it is, you know. Yeah, and so Viola then finally says, "I am a woman." There's the reveal. There you go. You could finally get a reveal. And for some reason, Orsino's like, "Oh, well, everything's fine now." Or uh, she married Sebastian, so. Eh. This is the one yeah, because flaw, the... I feel. He was so in love with her, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So who all gets married here? Like, I kind of got a bit confused at the end, <laughs> to be honest. So in the end, you do have Sebastian marrying uh, Olivia. Off stage, you have Toby and Maria get married. Don't know why. For Irrelevant. Irrelevant, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um... And at the very, very end, you do have Orsino marrying Viola. Yeah, uh, so now, now that he realizes his 
kind of servant that he really was keen on is a woman. It's like, aha, I'm allowed to have these feelings now. So, but he does say, I do have to see you in your female garments first, mm. and we'll get married. For yeah, some reason, because that that's super important. Well, I mean, I, I guess whatever. Um, there's a little bit with the clown and Fabian come in, and I kind of forgot about him at this point. But they read a letter the by Malvolio. Here is that only thing left that matters is that yeah. Yeah, because like, so, oh yeah, Malvolio is a thing. Because everyone forgot what happened to Malvolio. Yeah, I mean, I forgot. Like ca- the characters forgot, you know. And this bit is not well paid off, to be honest. So Olivia's like, did he write this letter? What's happening? And then Malvolio comes in. He says, look at this letter, and then it just rushes to the end, like very quickly, without any confusion, without any. Yeah. I didn't write this. She's like, oh yeah, well she wrote that, and her handwriting looks like me, and she mentioned something, so it's all wrapped up in ten lines. Like, well then Malvolio's like. I will not forgive you and stomps off stage. And then we, that's and, it. We don't see him again. It's no. And Olivia's just like, Toby or someone, can you just go out and talk to him? Just, I, I forget who she sends, but yeah. And then the client, Toby. the client sings and, and then that's it. Yeah. Basically. basically. I didn't like the ending. I kind of wanted more confusion between Olivia and Malvolio rather than her just immediately being like, yes, I've suddenly figured it all out in 30 seconds. And then I wanted to see what happens later. Like, do they, do they bring him round? He, he just storms off. Show me more nice pictures. <laughs> yeah. And they were happily ever after. It's nice. And I do actually like the song at the end uh, because it's about being young and growing old. And um, it ends with, uh, like, but that's all one. Our play is done and we'll strive to please you every day. So it's, it's nice ending. You are addressing the audience a bit as well. Like, okay. I don't think he ever really breaks the fourth wall, but I also just like the sound of the song, at least the one we did at uh, our play. So it goes like, when that I was and a little tiny boy with a hay, oh, the wind and the rain, a foolish thing was but a toy for the rain. Yeah, something like okay. that. So I think it has a nice song. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, innuendos in here. He's talking about a foolish thing was but a toy. He's talking about his uh, uh, his penis. Right. <laughs> I honestly, I tended to just skim through the songs. To be honest, yeah. I wasn't enjoying the decline already. I think actually, good. Just think about this in real life. If there's someone you're not enjoying in your company, and then they start singing, <laughs> I'm always like, no, nah, I'm I'm skipping over this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope you're going to have like uh, some positive things that you get out of it. Some, something to look back on and say, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's good. But I was just I looking mean, through it there. There's one piece of the clown that I do like act four scene two. I don't know why, but it's the bit where he says, I'm gone, sir. And the nun, sir, I'll be with you again. And it tries to slide to the old vice. You need to sustain the dagger of, of lath in his rage and his wrath. Cries a hat to the devil, like a mad lad hair thy nails dad i don't know i I like that bit but then the rest i just skimmed over (laughs) that's fair that's fair but uh yeah i was looking through like different people's rankings before this and Mm -hmm. um a lot of the time that it's either middle of the pack for some people or uh very very much loved really Uh, it is considered by many to be his best comedy no it really is it really is um and I would put I this middle or two. slightly below. I place this number two, but uh, most people place this as number one for the comedies, but still below like five or six of the tragedies. 
Okay, okay. So people are saying that, okay, not his best play, but his best comedy potentially. Now, yeah, not his we, best play. Yeah. We know that I put the comedy of errors at number one, but I'm thinking even if we take that out, I think I liked so many plays that I liked better than this. You know, I liked As You Like It. I, even Measure for Measure was better than this. Like, I liked Midsummer Night's Dream. I, 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 this is not All's Well That Ends Well. Everything. Like, this is so low for me. Ooh, I hate All's Well That Ends Well. I know well. you do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we're going to switch sides on that one, aren't we? Are we doing that <laughs> one? That one not... No, we're not doing that then. Okay. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> well, we kind of talked about this. So I guess we can mention now that we've, we've kind of finished where we're at. Um, we might do one more Shakespeare and then maybe put him aside for, for a while. Um, but I've forgotten which one we were going to do. Do you remember? Uh, there's so many that I would be fine with. I mentioned uh, Much Ado About Nothing because that's my personal favorite. That was it, yeah. Much Ado About Nothing, which is also better than this play, by the way. I mean, I have to agree, but I, I don't like the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll do that one next time then, I guess. Um, that'll be 15. I think 15 is enough to be getting on with and we'll, we can put Shakespeare aside for a while. want to do all like 40? Maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. This might be fun to get on to do something else for a while. I, I definitely don't want to do anything that has the word Henry in it. So that's... That's the other thing. So I see <laughs> like Twelfth Night at near like the bottom of the list for one ranking, but they had like Henry V part one, two, like at their top. Wow. Like, I mean, so I think you can I remove you can remove seven or eight plays immediately if you cut out the Henrys. And then The Merry Wives of Windsor, which is like a comical spin-off from one of the Henrys uh-huh. so without context there's no point doing that so you lose like nine plays straight away <laughs> yeah if you don't like farces you're gonna hate Mary Wives of Windsor I actually do like it by the way uh, one, of the few, one of the few yeah I wouldn't Some recommend reviewing worst, it just because I think you need, you need the context of the original play you know um, mm. you take out a couple of Richards as well and, and a John um, yeah you, you lose a dozen plays almost by just cutting out the histories to be fair yeah, people will not be happy with you if you cut out Richard the Second or Third because uh, those are probably the most liked. Well, Richard the Third is liked. I wasn't aware that Richard the Second was was much liked. Is it? People say it's an under underrated one. Okay, so so just not the Henrys then. <laughs> I, I saw one ranking that had Richard the Second above Richard the Third, and I think they're crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so yeah, I guess next next time we're talking about Shakespeare, it's going to be. Much ado about nothing, I guess. Yay. Yay. Well, the one I've been through three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Um, have a Shakespearean day. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.